Hello, hello. Hey, everybody. It's the Comedy Couch with Dennis Hensley. And Tony Tripoli. And, and I'm Tony a Coke Tripoli. Zero. Oh. Nice. That's a nice sound. It is. It's a happy sound. It's a happy day, Dennis. Today was the day I celebrated my birthday, although it's not officially my birthday. It's not really your birthday. My birthday's in two days, but today but is a Sunday. But you could be dead by then. I could be. So well, I hope you post this before then. I Well, I'm going to try to. Get before. this up before your birthday, because, you know. You never know what's going to happen. In Shitstorm well, 09. It's not that you never know. It's that, statistically speaking, things don't look good. <laughs> no, they don't. It's not like, oh, you oh, never know. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's not like I'm just being, well, you never know. I'm saying probably. Probably, Something yeah. bad's coming. I know. Just around the bend. I know. It's crazy. Just mm-hmm. around the river bend. Oh, boy. So, um, yeah. Well, let's go through the day. Let's just let's talk break about it down. the day. Okay. You started the day. You slept in. A little bit, which not is too unlike much. you. You're an early riser. Yeah, not that early. That. Not really. You're like an Compared 8 a.m., 8:30 riser. Yeah, at least. Yeah, try yeah, to. I wouldn't be if I didn't have yeah. to go in to this this job. Yeah. Um. And uh, and then you. So um, we had uh, I had breakfast at the Waffle uh-huh. with uh, Rebecca and Amy, and now, you met us Now here's my question. I was gone. I had lunch. I was gone when you woke up. Yes. And because I went to go and hike the mountain. Right. And you're, the lunch was going to be at 1230. And yeah. I said, okay, well, I won't be back yet. So I'll meet you there, but I won't have lunch. So that gave you a couple of hours alone in the house. Yes. So what kind of stuff do you do when you're alone in the house and you know I'm not going to be here? Like you could walk around naked as much as you want. or You what know do what I'm I saying? Do? Like, are there things that you go when, when you know psychologically the place is all to yourself? I don't know. Not, I don't really. mean anything perverted, like you rub no. your balls on the oh, I do that. Pillows. I do that, but I oh, don't shit, plan me it. Too. I don't plan it. <laughs> no, I don't know. Like I can't even remember what I did this morning. I just tried to get ready for the extravaganza. The uh-huh. day. Did you pray? I didn't. You I didn't. didn't. And and I paid a heavy price for that. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. So hiccups. then you went to the waffle, which is yes. a wonderful place. I love yeah, the waffle. It's good. It's sort of the yogurt the land burger. of restaurants. It's for really me. delicious. It, waffle is pretty much my favorite. When I was match.coffeeing it really hardcore, yeah. I would match.coffee in the coffee bean and tea leaf that is next door to the waffle. Right. And then when I felt they were worthy of a real date, I would first date it at the waffle. No, within that same meeting? or you'd no. no. Okay. A couple days later. Yeah. So I was doing a lot of... Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night dinners at the Waffle after I take my class at the gym from right. 7 to 8. Then I'd be like, hey, let's meet at the Waffle at like 8.30 for dinner. Okay. So that's a part of that's all part of your scheme. And I, because your... also I just, for me to miss a class, something's got to be you love your like classes. important. You, you know love what I mean? Classes. You're very committed. I yeah. think that's great. Well, it's not commitment as much as, as it is desperation. But we're not talking about me, Dennis. No, we're not. This is your day. It is our day. It is my day. Well, it's sort of my day. So, so. lunch at the Waffle. Mm-hmm. And I joined in time to have some of those waffle fries, which, which are really G-D good. delicious. Right. And then we met everybody at the Arclight. And um, we were going to go see Fame at 2.05. So we met around 1.30, 1.35. I, I bought did- a bunch of candy to give people in bags. It didn't really work. The candy. I guess it did. I don't know if people took it. It worked when I chewed it. All right. Well, it got the I job got, done. Yeah. I had three Reese cups Good. during that movie with all those skinny children running around being talented. And I had the fucking unmitigated gall to have three Reese cups. Yeah, sure. Why not? It's not but, my birthday. Yeah, that's right. Well, I ain't celebrating shit. You could celebrate. You can. Actually, sing, I kind of I am celebrating off. shit. That's actually sort of what 
09 has been I'm, I'm celebrating it aren't i you are on the podcast this podcast yeah. has to be titled celebrating shit yeah i've decided that with all the celebrities dead and people losing jobs and all this stuff i feel like 2009 is a dog that just got out of the pool and it's just shaking and just things are flying off and some things are hanging on and a lot of stuff like, oh there went patrick Swayze, he just flew right off wow. onto the grass that's that is but really, like really a dog thin. just shaking. It's a really thin. I think uh, it's pretty accurate. But I yes. Don't you feel the earth is just shaking and things are flying off? I think off? the dog has been more in the. The dog went swimming in a dirty creek <laughs> that had turds in it. I think we, I'm just saying we have to up, up the ante on this on this analogy. It's okay. not just that the dog. I'm not just splashed with water. Yeah. That's all that's, right. You know, I'm not made of sugar. I right. think I've proven that if you've listened to, yeah. listened to more than one podcast. I know. It's the, the dog has been, it was some sewer dog or a right. sewer rat. That's what it is, Dennis. A it's junkyard just, dog. Okay, a sewer rat or a junkyard dog got out of the poo water and just shook, shook, shook. And, and then everything's flying up, off. And it got in your contact lenses. <laughs> right. You got some And you're still holding, but you're still holding your on. contact lens. You're still holding on. Are, well, all right. Yeah. So, um, so what I what I think is something that's wonderful about you, um, oh God, is that <laughs> no, it's a short list, but uh, but the thing, one of the things I love about you is that when you have your breakfast brunch, uh-huh. birthday brunch, it was with two lesbians. Yeah, I don't like gay guys that don't like lesbians. Well, I, I love these lesbians. Yeah. Rebecca but, and Amy. Rebecca, who I've been friends with for a long time, and Amy. Before she was a lesbian. Yeah. That's how much you love she her. She came you out to me her. on that couch. Not the, the comedy couch. And The comedy love seat, I guess, <laughs> is what it is. Um, uh, she was like, I have a revelation. I remember it that. It was basically. a fucking revelation, I had no too. idea. And then we went to um, like, oftentimes McDonald's life, for an ice cream when cone. When people say, I have a revelation, it's not usually, especially gay guys, I have a revelation. Right. And it's not really that revealing. No, that was a bomb, but it was great. No, but I, I do. I hate it, it when gay guys don't like women. Yeah, and specifically lesbians, because I feel like we have a lot more in common than we have, you know, uh, separating us. And we can't. The democ- the gay movement is even worse than the Democratic Party right now in terms of just poor organization and really what I think it is is just very little follow through there's just so much complacency and all that stuff and and Prop 8 really should have rallied us more and Galvin we all could have done more I know I certainly could have you know what I mean and so I kind of feel like maybe we're not going to get our shit pushed through until we all can come to some terms that we can, the G's and the L's and the B's and the T's, right? Am I alone on this? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like the lesbians are doing a lot of the heavy lifting that the gay guys need to, for not being 50% of the homosexual population. Right. I think the, the lesbi- lesbians really do a disproportionate amount of the heavy lifting. Maybe that's the way it is for women in, in our society anyway. Maybe they right. kind of do the tough stuff. Right. So anyway, okay. So anyway, I admire I that you, that I love them. They're great. Yeah. They're great. Uh, so there, then that, so, so we, we have go to the movie and all of the, yes, the people, a lot of people are showed up and we're very fun. And, um, and it's like, it's about 15, maybe 20 gay I'm guys. I'm not sure how many people. 18 totally. gay guys and two lesbians. 
I think it was might have been more Freshly than that brunched. from my original list. Okay. It was like 30 or something like that. And what was exciting was when uh, you came home, I guess it was Saturday when Friday, I saw you. Friday night. You said, hey, I just had a great date. I had a night. really great date on Friday night. And, and this so what, person was going to come on today to the screening. But let's get to the date. Okay. Well, it was just – it was a really good date. You're making a face like you don't want to talk about no, this I... on the air. <laughs> it's just Jack and Phoenix and Shane and Okay. New York. All right. I'll break it down. Well, um, yeah, it was lovely. It was a guy that I met doing – well, I, here's why I'm shy to talk about it. Because if it ends up being nothing, I feel like such an asshole. I remember okay. sitting with, but Dennis, that's what 09 feels like. I know, but it's just, it's just we're celebrating embarrassing. Shit. Yeah. So anyway, um, great date. I met this guy. I was covering this event for TV Guide, and he was a guy in the next. He was covering it as well for his something another outlet. And you were both wearing fedoras with little cards yeah, in them that said, said that's press. A scoop. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we just chatted and got along, and he was very gracious and helped me do my thing, and it was very nice. And we exchanged numbers and. Went to dinner and talked and, um, you know, kissed. Felt like putting things inside other people. <laughs> yes. I'm just saying you felt the desire. Yeah, yes, yes. It Maybe was, it was a hot date. chocolate goes in your peanut butter. It was a hot date. It was absolutely a hot right. date. And so I was very excited about that and he was going to come to fame. And so it's starting now. It's The show's getting ready to start, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited about this guy. I remember sitting with Rebecca and Amy and going, I think he's really cool and really interesting and and fun and he's really into me i remember saying that he's really into me who did you tell uh rebecca and amy Ugh, at the I waffle hate lesbians right, i know go ahead i, hate <laughs> I just remember saying he's really into me so then um you know it's countdown to the screening time you know and i've got his ticket so I, you're saying at like quarter after one you were saying oh he's really into me yeah <laughs> And then, and then the movie's at two hundred five, and at one thirty, one fifty-five, he's still not there. And I'm like, I leave him, I call him, and then I text him, "Are you coming?" And he texts me back, and he's got held up at work, and he's not going to be able to make it. Right. But, and we um, don't know yet. He may have literally been held up, like yes, at gunpoint. No, it may exactly. have been a stick up. You know, it's not totally dead, but it's really like, ugh, seriously. Because then I had I scored a ticket to see The Village People and part of Disco 09 at the Hollywood Bowl because The Village People Indian, Felipe, listens to the Frank and Doria show, which I sometimes guest host, and Doria hooked me up with the tickets that she wasn't able to use. So Another lesbian we love, by yes. the way. And so we were going to go to The Village People, the disco thing. <clears throat> and so when he texted me and he said that he couldn't, come to the screening i texted back and i said well if you can't come tonight let me know now so i can find somebody right and when i got out of the movie he's like i'm not gonna be able to get away tonight so but he was so to it was take a couple hours later that he said so it wasn't like right away he was like oh yeah i'm out for the whole night no if i think i look at the time it was during the movie right so he yeah. tried to get it covered or worked out or whatever yeah to go i yeah we think i you know i don't know i mean um i don't think I don't think what he did was like unforgivable and you know whatever. Right. You could kind of get back on track, but come on. There's a thing called our friend Tom calls the enthusiasm test. Uh-huh. Like people, you know, if they're into you or if they can't get away from work, they they give you fair notice. I thought it was a little sh- kind of rude. Right. Cuz it's my birthday. I want to be mingling with my friends, not going where's that guy. Yeah, you know. And so he said he wanted to take you to dinner to make it up to you? Yes. 
this week. Did he say to make it up to you? Yeah, let me take. No, he said to let me take you to dinner this week, or like he made it sound like he was gonna take me. So take. okay, so I. So think we still have a shot. We reserve judgment until yes. we see what you know. He yeah. might. Right. Really, you know, it might be reasonable. Yeah, it might totally be, and you know, you know, it could bounce back. But I was just like, ugh, really? It was like a mm-hmm. bummer. Like I was excited, and you know, I get it if he can't come, but just to let you know. You know, I really think I must have fucked the shit out of a bunch of kids in a past life. Or to death, I think. I think I fucked. I don't think you just. I fucked didn't them murder them. I fucked them to death. No, I'm saying it wasn't I just. I fucked rape. some kids yeah, yeah, on yeah. the Mayflower to death. You raped them, probably forcible. <laughs> uh, you know, anal entry with an object. Probably it was a rape stick, maybe of some kind. A butter churn. So it was Who before knows? the cotton gin. Uh, it was Had one the of cotton those, gin been invented? One of those Salem witches broomsticks, perhaps, <laughs> just right up ye old arse. Of some little juvenile, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I can't uh, catch up. And then they died. (laughs) The kid died right on your on your disco stick in front of his mom. Well, yeah, yeah, you probably fucked her too, or at Mm. least made her watch. I don't know her ass. You know, I must have done some horrible things in past life because I can't catch uh, up and break. That's true. But anyway, this isn't totally dead in the water. But it was kind of like I was so excited about this day, like. because of the movie and the friends. And so the, what have we learned? <laughs> Never be excited about for anything. anything. Because what will happen? Oh my gosh. It's it, like no matter how low you your expectations are, they're never quite low enough. And um, I, the one thing I feel good about is that I can still kind of go there. Like I can still kind of get excited. To the Even, hopeful place? Yes, kind of I can. Do you think I can? I hope so. Tell the I truth. I don't know. I don't know. You know I can't. Why are you saying it like that? Because I don't... I think you could. I want to. I know. Shit, man. You could have what had happened? your way with Felipe and the village people. I got asked out by the Indian from the village people tonight. And I thought, what am I, chopped liver? <laughs> That's what I thought. So... <laughs> So Felipe from the Village People is a listener of Doria, Frank and Doria's show on Sirius, um, and I occasionally guest host, and he's called in while I was there, and he hooked up the tickets. So it, after the show, we met Doria and Felipe. some of the Village People in the Renaissance Hotel lobby, and Felipe was very nice, and I love this. You played him in a sketch on TV. On Frank TV, a hit comedy on TBS. Right. Um, I did one episode where... There was a sketch involving Rush Limbaugh back when he was a music DJ before he became a big asshole right. talker. Um, and the gag was, what if when he was a radio DJ, he had had the village people in studio but didn't realize they were gay? And he's like, you know, oh, so uh, military guy, are you have been any, on any maneuvers lately? Are you right. getting deployed? And he's like, it's just a costume. And right. we're all really gay and whatever. So I was the Indian and I had the most lines. And and uh, and you shined. I really shone. Shined, shined, shined. Um, it was whatever. It was $324, which I needed. Um, and the union kept because I owe them <laughs> so much back dues. So I actually got not even got paid for it. Um, but but yeah, so I got to play the Indian <clears throat> in the village people. So I said to him, "Ha, actually, I uh, have played you on TV. And he, you know, laughed and looked at the picture and then sexually harassed me. So that was loved it. You know, right out the gate. He didn't he didn't waste any time. <laughs> no. He's like, what do I got to do to get into this? You know, if you're a village person. 
I think you know time is not your friend. Right. I think but, you know um, you've got to You showed him that. the picture of you on your iPhone of you as him. Yeah. And I have a picture of you and him in the iPhone, which I think is yeah. very um, – it's, that's a neat. That's a kind of a yeah. neat thing that I, yeah. I have. And he was very nice. It wasn't like the icky kind of sweet. flirtation that was gross. But, but the straight guy, the biker, the replacement biker, yeah, is biker straight. or leather daddy. Is I, he called the biker? Is Felipe called him the biker. Wow, that's interesting. Maybe that's what it never... says written in his costumes. I guess they can't say leather <clears throat> daddy because that would be Im- implying gayness, right? Maybe. Maybe they're because trying to they're, keep that mystery. Well, they're riding both sides of the fence. That's right. But um, so but we met the biker replacement guy who was auditioned like what ten years, fifteen years ago, <clears throat> and is straight and married. Yeah. But can you imagine like? But I asked him. I said, so this is my question <clears throat> for you, Leather Daddy slash Biker. Who was cute? I like. Uh, him. Very attractive, um, and very slim and sexy, and yeah, and uh, changed his shirt right there on stage. Yeah. Uh, which was we all appreciated. Um, but I said to him. Are you into like the leather scene and stuff right. sexually in your personal life? Because that's going to be all the road pussy that he's getting thrown at him. I yeah. would assume are these guys that think he's like some big leather daddy right. fister scat. I don't know. Like right. you know, it's all to me. It's all yeah, very much connected, which Better shows turns. my ignorance. Um, and he was like, um, "Yeah, I'm into leather, and so's my wife and daughter." Yeah. And it was a really Honk. clumsy way to say I'm straight yeah. because I don't know how old his daughter is or how into leather she is or that he should be saying it quite like that. Well, but maybe you're just not very If you're a village person, subtlety is not going to be your strength. Yeah. Uh, um. And neither is clean choreography, probably. <laughs> no, they weren't it's, that tight. It's a little, it's a little sloppy. <laughs> but, you know. They're... Here's how I imagined they wrote their songs. <laughs> Oh. This is what I wanted to ask Felipe, but he—I don't think he would have gone there. But like, you don't I think imagine he's going to hear this podcast. He might, but he's very nice. He'll appreciate it. But I imagine <laughs> the village people get together to write a song, and before they all got their pads out, and one of them's like, <laughs> "Wait, before we start writing, I just got to tell you, I blew the hottest sailor last night in the bushes. This guy was in the navy, and he had like a hat on. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. What did you wait? Say that last thing you sailor. said. Sailor. I said he was in the navy, and he. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> he was in the navy. In the navy. In the bushes. No. I but you're on a sailor something. It's like in that. The bu- no, not sailor, in the bushes. But no. But fly like semen. No, no, no. I love ba-ba-ba-ba. That was, be I like da 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 What about in the Navy? I mean, it's right oh, in front of our face. it's kind of on the nose. Is it too obvious? In the Navy. No, okay, in the Navy. I like that. All right, that. cool. And, and right. we're done. All right. And then I, I want to, at the end of this um, songwriting session, remind me to tell you about the guy that fucked me at the YMCA. But first, let's work. We got work Where? to do at the YMCA. You, you can, had sex there? Yeah, and a good meal. You can have a good meal. Wait a minute. <laughs> you can get yourself clean. Yes. And you can have a good meal? Yes, you can do whatever you feel. Wow. But you know what? That's enough. I don't want to talk about that anymore. Let's get to work. So we had that you know song, what? and Let we were going to write it about- down again. You can... I can't believe all the stuff you can do at the YMCA. I know. You can, you can do a lot. I was surprised. Clean. You can have a good meal. You can do whatever, whatever you, feel, you feel. And you can feel. fucking, fucking, Wait a minute. That rhymes. Fuck. You can get yourself... Cl- All right, whatever. I think our podcast listeners know where this is they going. Joke. We have really, really yeah, yeah, yeah. made this one out. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, but, basically they all got together and talked about where they had just had anal. And, and somehow... Then they had a song. And someone I feel like I fucked down. everyone in San Francisco. San Francisco? Where? San, San Fran- Francisco. <laughs> really? That's interesting. Wow. <laughs> Normally people say San Francisco, but you just San said San Francisco. Francisco. And that kind of makes me yeah. think of a song. I know. We got to tell him about Yvonne Elliman, who came out and sang, If I can't have you, 
I don't Which, want nobody, baby. I got so fucking watery eyed. Oh shit! I know. I am such a fucking fragile creature right Jesus now. Jesus H. When you're at fucking Disco Fever three, in by the way, in shitty seats, the Felipe's we private box. box, and then it turns out we're halfway back, way on the side behind the light tower. We can barely even see. You know. So we have these shitty seats, and. I'm sitting there, and fucking Yvonne Elman comes out, and when she sings If I Can't Have You, well, because what did she say before it? Mahalo, yeah. Kehlani, Aloha, Ray Rafko, whatever. Mahalo, and Louis. She starts talking Hawaiian, and, and you know who's that's Hawaiian. And, but, I mean, let's just, let's get it out. Let's just talk about it. Right. What happened when you told me about your great date? Well, you were, you were having a bad day with... It, I don't think it was related to my date. I think it was just a coincidence because you were you were you had the blues about your ex and just the shitstorm of '09, and so it, you felt like you well, felt bad because you weren't able to be really happy for me. But I, you were happy for me, but you were also upset for yourself. But I didn't think yeah I because didn't I was I when feel in bad the last, about that in the last podcast you asked what was up with the match coffee. And I yes. said, well, I'm all done. And I've been dating these two guys for right. about a month. Right. Well, last weekend I ended it with one of them because I, you know, still just really sad about Eric and, right. you know, miss him and feel kind of in love with him still, even though I know he's really been a terrible person, um, <laughs> to me. And, uh, and then a few days later, the other guy that I had been dating broke up with me because he says he doesn't live, he doesn't want to live in another man's shadow. And so inside of five days, I went from dating two guys to not dating them both because of Eric. And so then, you know, you came back and you said you had this great date. And I was like, Oh, that's so great. I'm so happy for you. And while I was saying it, I can like feel my eyes starting to like what, and I'm like in my brain, I'm going, just be happy. This is your best friend. You love him so much. You want her to be happy, but it's one of those moments where you kind of can't get outside of your own self. And, and so I'm turning away from you on the couch going, I'm really happy. I'm really happy. You're doing the Sally field pivot. Yeah, totally. Sally field. You know what that is, right? Were you, did you watch John when he was doing his interview? Anyway, this is another story. When John was doing John Bernstein, no, I just remember you talking about Sally Field being like a head actress and oh no 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 head. no it's a different thing it's a it's a long story but John Bernstein was one of our my interview yes. subject on the thing he wrote the movie Beautiful mm-hmm. and Sally Field directed it and he did something very early on in the process that upset her and she didn't talk to him for two years so <laughs> but, so whenever he would be around she would do this slight pivot yeah where she was. Not looking at it. Could then make him For invisible. For two years, did it. And then finally when his mom came to the premiere and wanted a Sally Field headshot and picture, you know, moment with Sally. Right. The pivot. And I said, are you sure it's a pivot or is it her bones? You know, she she does have bone yeah, problems. Yeah, there's an issue there. It's osteoporosis. Could <laughs> so, be just that she leans southward. <laughs> so who were we talking about that did the pivot with you? Why, why did we bring that up? No, me. I you was, did the I pivot. was turning away you from you. You did the you, Sally so pivot. Because... So. Like Wilson Phillips, you won't see me cry. Right. <laughs> and so, um, 
And so, yeah, so I was feeling horrible, like, what a terrible friend I am that you're telling me this oh, exciting, I didn't think that for two seconds. well-deserved news, and then I'm making it all about my, you no. know, sad vagina. And, <laughs> um, and so, and then I, because clearly I'm unable to keep any kind of secret as we're sitting here talking about this into microphones. And so then I just burst into tears. I was like, I'm so you sorry. You didn't burst. I don't want to be this guy. You didn't even burst. You makes, were just a little vulnerable. You were telling me something good and I have to make it all about me. Which I didn't think at all. I just like, you know, <sighs> I don't think that my thing had anything to do with your, I don't think my thing upset you more. You were just having a bad night. Right. And so... by bad night, I mean year. <laughs> And, and by night, I mean your 30s, <laughs> which are rapidly, oh, rapidly oh, coming to a close. Yeah, I don't know, man. How's that working out for you, Tripoli? Yeah, but you know feel? what? I'm, I'm got five years on you, and I'm, in a, I don't even have a job. Well, so, anyways, so yeah, so the uh, where's net, that? Can? So Saturday the third of October was to be. My one year anniversary with Eric. Right. And uh, it's just, you know, I feel it coming. And I feel like, have you ever put on, like, if you don't wear a suit and tie very often, and then you put on a shirt, maybe that you haven't worn in a long time, and you button it and you put the tie on, and you just feel it kind of suffocating you a little, and you're like, oh my God, has my neck gotten bigger? Right. Or, like, I can't, I, it feels, I literally feel choked around my neck knowing that October 3rd is coming. Right. And it was going to be, you know, the one year. But see, and... you give a lot of, like, anniversaries and birthdays and years and that stuff well, gets to not, you. There's so little in life that's good to celebrate. That right. Those sort of milestone Because I always thought I was going to be the guy with, like, the 50-year husband. Right. Like, I really... You know what I mean? Yeah. And, but uh... you get, you're so hard on yourself. You need to cut yourself... <laughs> no, I don't mean... You need to cut yourself a break. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. You feel like you. Yeah. But um, so yeah. In the last podcast, I told you to go on Facebook and see if he moved to London. I forgot. I haven't done you haven't, that. You haven't done that. No, right. I need to. Well. Um, I mean, I don't even hardly think about it. It yeah. just it just occurred to me right now, since we're on the subject. So, yeah. <laughs> I haven't at all gone on Expedia and checked out flights. To really? London at all? No. I, I truly, I actually really haven't done that. I don't know how you could even figure anything out. But I do wonder, like. Well, is he gonna? Is he gonna like email or something and be like, "Wow, this would have been one year"? Because he was super into. He was into anniversaries too. Like I sent him flowers at the office every month on the third. Wow. And um, the girls at work would be like, "Tomorrow's the third. What color are they gonna be?" Like oh, you know what shit. I mean? It became like a thing, and like so I know he knows that it's it's coming up. And then, but do you think he then would my send... birthday in December? Like, is yeah. he? Will he send some happy birthday? And then do what's, I want? Do I what's want some, good? What's the, right? Do I want like the cold, distant happy birthday? I know it's your birthday, and I didn't want it to pass without just right. wishing my regards. Like I don't want your fucking regards. Yeah, I want you to love me again. Do right. you know what I mean? Like I want. Oh my god, that is I'm fucking Yvonne Hel- Elman. <laughs> so she, she comes. Let's tell that story. Let's get off. It's of amazing. This, this is really Yvonne Elman. I know. Well, so she comes out. She says all this shit in Hawaiian. So this one falls apart. <laughs> and, 
then she goes, she talks about her outfit. She's it's like, literally to the place now where <laughs> if someone just says aloha, if yeah. they say, what kind of ice cream is that? Macadamia yeah. brittle. Like, I'm out. Yeah. Like, just any It's a good of... thing Expo Shay didn't show oh up. Oh, my or... God. Fuck. Who wants poi? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, really? That's who I am now? Yeah. Anyone Hawaiian punch anyone? <laughs> to my gut. Yeah. Um, so Yvonne Alman comes out. She says a bunch of shit in Hawaiian. And then she talks about her outfit, and she has this little scarf around her Lucky waist. Lucky for us, the um, the Indians' free seats were so <laughs> shitty. She could she wasn't distracted by my tears. <laughs> You're such a ticket snob, too. I'm so used to sitting in the back, and, and you will only buy good seats because you're classy so you don't, that you're way. You're saying we weren't... Um, we weren't halfway to the front. We were halfway from the back. That's how <laughs> yes. you're looking at this? Wait, that's the glass half full of Jesus. me. Jesus. So, um, anyways. So she's got the butterfly she's blouse. She's got the butterfly blouse. And she's got this thing around her waist. And she goes, I kind of got this scarf to cover my punani. And then she goes, oh, I can't believe I said that. Or I don't know what you guys. And every, the crowd reacted yeah. in a big way to punani. Um, and she was like, oh, I didn't expect you fellas to know anything about that word. Which was, you know, a gay joke. Which is fine. And then she did my favorite moment of the night. She just finished the Punani's thing, and then she goes, um, uh, I was going to say something about Jesus, but I forget what it is. <laughs> so she Hit went right to- <laughs> I don't know how to love him. So she went from like, Punani to some, to a like a brain Jesus fart. Christ superstar. It's going to say something about Jesus, but I forget what it is. <sighs> like I but, know what that's like. I would like to mention Jesus, but I really feel like... But it seems to me that if you're someone that's going to mention Jesus, it's usually within a ballpark. It's not like, oh, I'm going to forget that story about Jesus. It's usually just thanks, Jesus, or yeah. give it up for Jesus, or this song's about Jesus. Like, there's not a lot. Oh, there's not a wide swath of material yeah. you're going to use about Jesus. I wouldn't have not worked for the past 30 <laughs> years if it weren't for Jesus. That's what I would have said if I was Yvonne Hellman. Right? But I love, like... Um, so I was going to say something about Jesus, but I forget what it is. I was going to say something about Jesus, and then I realized that my only gigs are gay pride. So I kind of thought better of it. I love that part. And then she sang her big hit. But Maxine Nightingale came out and did All Right, and it's starting from... She, she kind of rocked the world. She did. Like, she owned the Hollywood Bowl tonight in a, a surprising way. Considering she was singing a track. She's a grandmother. Yeah. She sang Lead Me On, which I have always liked, from 1978. Oh, God, that's such a good song. I it's know. a hard song. She hit I the was highness. like, yeah, this is tough. It's rangy and heady and throaty yeah. and belty and soft. And I know. And I know I roller skated to it, and that I ain't know. easy. I know. But, uh, but yeah, but the village people were... You know, it was you know they're fun. Yeah, they were super. They're fun. a nice you know high. The lead energy. singer sounded good. The lead He's singer the guy, guy sounded great. He was complaining to me at the bar tonight about uh, the smoke. Be, like there was smoke. That there was they were plumping too much smoke. Oh wow! So that you could see the voice. lights. Yeah. And here's a couple of things. You oh, know, having sung professionally as my job till I was 31 years old, um, for really really high profile gigs like cruise ships theme parks, Chippendales. Uh, I feel like I can speak as a professional. Um, But they singers like to complain that the smoke gets in their throat, but it doesn't. It's a completely harmless chemical that doesn't dry your throat out. It just doesn't. It's just not true. It used to be this oil-based thing way back in the day, which, if anything, would lubricate 
your throat and be, be actually helpful, but it's not anymore because the oil right. base would cause a film on the stage and dancers would slip, and they stopped using that decades ago. So the stuff nowadays is totally, totally harmless. Um, so there's that. And it's an outdoor venue, so they were not pumping so much smoke that it would affect his voice when he's singing outside. Like, we're in the Hollywood Bowl. You're right. in the well, wilderness. So that's kind of, you know, weed down front or something. But, but he sounded um, good, I thought. He was the only one, I think, that was singing live. Of the I think peoples? all the band, I mean, because there was no band. They were tra- they're performing close. to a track, but yeah. I think all the backing vocals yeah. were on track. And then they might be kind of singing a little bit on yeah. top of it. Yeah. Um, But, you know. They were fun. They were and fun. Chic, Nile Rodgers really and not... Chic were great, too, because they have a million hits. And hits wrote. for other people. Upside Down, I'm yeah. Coming Out. All this the stuff. David Bowie song "Let's Dance," which he yes. said they recorded or they wrote for, wrote for Creedence Clearwater Revival, yeah. and I don't know if they ever did that one. Yeah. Maybe a podcast listener would, would know. I don't know. That. You know, speaking of podcast listeners, you know, we got a bunch of emails. I know, I love and, it. I gotta uh, send some notes back to folks. One of the emails told me not to yell into the microphone. Okay, and I just want to say, message received, loud and okay. clear. I hate that when I've listened to some of the podcasts, my my own self. I often would laugh or scream or do something loud and and anger myself. Really? Well, so I wish we I had understand. more technical, uh, like a person. And so I just wanted to please don't feel bad for sending those emails. They were uh, just, and uh, I'm I'm really trying to uh, back it up, as you can see. All right, good. I backed that ass up. You backed it right up. Well, there's so much to discuss. The new fall season. We, I watched yeah. the another. Cougar I'm town. sorry, I, I, but I want to continue. Uh, no, no, another one of the emails was that I should have more hope, and really? I should have more faith in people that people can change after 30, and not one I'm not willing to bend on. Really, I will wow. back away from the mic so that I don't blow people's ears yeah. out. But I don't know that I can go so far as to say that I have any hope for the future or uh, believe that uh, adults can make yeah. significant changes, barring a catastrophic event. Really? I think that's what it takes. People are people. People People are the people. Yeah, I think by the time you're, say, 30, you are who you are and you're going to be. So let's debate it. Fucking write us, drop us an email at thecomedycouch at gmail.com. Let's fight Uh, about it. Did I tell you my homework for my life coach? Not my homework, but my assignment Uh, Uh, about thinking big. Did I tell you that? You mentioned it, but I think this is good for the the listeners. Well, part of our, um, one of our sort of things that we've been working on is to take something that emotionally it doesn't come naturally to you or is hard or something you struggle with and turn it into a craft so that you can kind of take the emotion away from it and just do it like it's a task or a skill. Does like, that make like sense? Like fucking a child, for example. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And so uh, mine, we decided, was I don't think big anymore about things, prospects and so forth. Why would you? I know, based on things. So like I had a you know meeting about um, a possible yes. movie thing, and uh, the movie meeting went very well. But my expectations are so—I've managed them to the point yeah. of like, if they don't hit me in the face with a shovel, mm-hmm. it's a good meeting. That's how I've had to go in. And so my work now is to think big. It's like, no, they're going to love it. They're going to have it. They're going to make the movie. I'm going to get a check, like that. I'm like, I have to like my work. I'm working thinking that I way. I know. I am so the worst person. Yeah. To talk to about that because so although I agree that that is better. Yeah, it's better. And I don't know if it changes the results that much. It, of it course can't, it probably does. It probably changes it can't your hurt. attitude. Yes. It probably but it, makes you yeah, the kind you of person the that better. people want to work with. Yeah. 
You know, I definitely so, think but it's, that... But it is, like a ta- it is, like, not a natural thing. It's a challenge. But it's valuable. So, you know... But That's then a tough the, one, I know it's the, it's tough. how do you my point when I say it's tough what I mean okay. is how does one continue to dream big and have hope when they have so much proof to the contrary so much tangible evidence to show that it's probably not going to happen right so it just seems like the learned intellectual adult who's paying attention to their history of their life right. would go well it's probably not going to work so. Maybe I should just start by hedging my bets and right. But that's a terrible way to live your life. It's no, it's terrible. no fun. It's no fun, and it's not. Yeah, I don't know. So I totally sure. get. I that's totally why agree. you turn. That's why you turn it into something that doesn't feel. You turn it into a, like a task or an assignment, as opposed to like, oh, this is how I but feel. What do you mean, like a ta- like you put it on your to do list? Like I've got to wash the car. Yeah, I'm gonna I've think gotta... big. I'm gonna think. I'm gonna. Uh, yeah, this is how, how do I pr- do it. I guess fake thinking. Like, don't you think, I think whatever you're fake thinking? thinking? No, but I think you kind of fake it a little bit. You so know? you say, I know, I don't really believe this, but for yeah, the next for two minutes, sake, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna I'm gonna indulge this thing. Yeah, not because I really believe it, but because it's been um, because I'm doing it as a task or an assignment or something. And I don't know how, I don't know how it works, but I do think it's interesting. God, I hope I hope you figure it out. I really do because I would love. That I can't trick myself. Yeah, I want, but I want. I'm, yeah. I'm agreeing with it. I want to be clear that I'm not disagreeing or, or mocking it because I really think that it's right. I think that's yeah. correct. I don't know how to make myself do it. I'm not sure either, but I'm trying. Like I'm sitting there going, yeah. I'm going to have everything I want. And then someone says right. aloha and it's fucking over. Even if it's Yvonne Elman. Jesus. Especially if it's Yvonne Elman. Well, it's like my friend, I have this friend in San Francisco named Andrea. If I can't have you, I don't want nobody, baby. That was the story of this weekend, wasn't it? I mean, it? come on, Jesus. Dennis. I know, even set to a disco What am beat. I supposed to do? I know, I don't She's blame you. She's fucking aloha, yeah. Yeah. mahalo, yeah. hey, to the faggot in the red shirt in <laughs> E19. Halfway down how to do the you stage. Feel about, way in the back, I know you can't see me because you're behind a light tower. <laughs> Uh, how do you feel about a little, if I can't have you, I don't want nobody, baby. Any thoughts? She didn't even have to sing it as a ballad. Like, she didn't have to put oh, it in a minor key. Fuck. But um, I have this friend in San Francisco named Andrea, and I saw her this summer. And she was talking about her therapist and all this stuff. And her therapist has this thing where she says, always imagine the best case scenario of any thing that could happen. Always, like, think of that. Because you're going to be thinking about something, and it doesn't do you any good to think about the worst, so try to think about the best. Don't know how. Don't know how. I'll survive another lonely day (laughs) where there's got to be no chance for For me. me. My My life has ended. Come on. Come on. And it doesn't matter how I It doesn't matter. How I'll I text try. you <laughs> two minutes before the movie to I mean... say I'm not coming. <laughs> and you thought, and just one hour ago, you were telling your friends that I was super into you. Lesbians, no less. Lesbians. <laughs> I had the lesbians on board, and then you do this. Oh, shit, man. If I can't have you <laughs> at my birthday screening of fame, I don't want nobody, dickhead. 
Uh, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I know. And I, and I had already bought tickets, so you were willing to move so I could sit with the guy. And there was all this choreography that had happened. Michigas, for not. Dennis. There was Michigas. <laughs> there was Michigas. So, uh, we what a turd. This. I know. This I just want to say, I also want to say that I can't get past Courtney Cox's face on the Cougar. <laughs> We're not finishing then, because now, well, no. <laughs> now you started. Why don't you? Maybe just, that should be another podcast. Why don't you just hula dance right in my face <laughs> and then say goodnight? Why don't you just do that? Like you know, I can't. If you're gonna say Courtney Cox, okay, you know what? Let's save it. We'll save it for another podcast. Yes, I have thoughts about uh, that. We're gonna leave you wanting more. I know. And by more, I mean Courtney Cox has a new head. So uh, this has been the podcast, the comedy couch with Dennis Hensley and Tony Tripoli. And um, as always, please check out our sponsors. Uh, VanityMark.com. They have very cool um, lip balm, Dr. Kiss. I love it. And let me just go on record as saying, Brett Friedman, the creator uh, of Dr. Kiss and all the other fine Vanity Mark products, was supposed to do the makeup for the Emmy Awards for right, no, an actress. Oh, yeah. okay, no, I'm just going to say for an actress. Okay. I won't say which one. Uh, for an actress who, at the last minute, not unlike our, your little birthday right. happening today, at the last minute, sent a text. I believe it was a text saying we're going with someone else. I think else. it's a text. Yeah, yeah, saying, yeah. I want to go yeah, in a different direction Sorry, we're going in a different direction. Somebody that he had done a lot of. And then, P.S., we watched the Emmys, and she looked like, what? A frumpy old woman. Yeah. And this is a young, young yeah. actress who's so. known for being cute and perky. So. so just saying, there's a lot of this happening so. in 09. So Brett, yeah. stay strong. Stay strong. Mahalo. Think positive. Imagine the best case scenario. Yeah. It's not going to happen, but try to imagine it. <laughs> and we love you guys for listening. This has been so, the Thank you for couch. letting me end this day with so much laughter for all of this craziness. <laughs> I love you, Tony Tripoli. I love you, too. Oh. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>